Hello. Today I'd like to draw your attention to Mark chapter 4 verses 21 to 25. This is the next passage in our series. Let me read this passage for us. And he said to them, that is, Jesus said to the disciples, Is a lamp brought in to be put under a basket or under a bed and not on a stand? For nothing is hidden except to be made manifest, nor is anything secret except to come to light. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. And he said to them, Pay attention to what you hear. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you, and still more will be added to you. For to the one who has, more will be given, and from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. Well, we see in the ministry of Jesus that he is progressively revealed. And I want to make three points. First of all, that Jesus was revealed to a few throughout the course of his earthly ministry. Secondly, that Jesus is revealed to the many, and that is presently taking place, and that's been ever since his resurrection. And thirdly, that Jesus will be revealed to all, and that will be when he returns and on Judgment Day. So I want to deal with these three particular points. So first of all, Jesus was revealed to a few during his earthly ministry. But otherwise, he was someone who was hidden. Now we see this in verses 21 and 22, but particularly in verse 22. So let me read those two verses for us again. And he said to them, Is a lamp brought in to be put under a basket or under a bed and not on a stand? For nothing is hidden except to be made manifest, nor is anything secret except to come to light. Now, what we see here is the idea of hiddenness and secrecy. There's also mention of a lamp, a lamp not being put under a basket or under a bed, but to be put upon a stand. That lamp is referring to Jesus. And I'm going to spend more time speaking about the meaning of the lamp in the second point. But just for our purposes with this first point, what we need to understand is that that lamp is representing Jesus. And what we see is that that, that lamp that uh, represents Jesus was hidden uh, or was secret for a period of time. Jesus was revealed in his earthly ministry to just a few, but to many, he was a secret. He was hidden. That's very interesting, isn't it? You think, oh, well, you know, why wouldn't Jesus just reveal himself completely to everyone around him and so maximize his ministry from, uh, from the moment that he was able to, to do ministry? Well, it wasn't that, that way. There was a bigger plan. God was more intentional in terms of the way in which he was working out his plan. And what we do see is that he had revealed himself during the course of his earthly ministry to just a few people, not everyone. Now, you have to ask the question then, I suppose. It begs the question, why would that be the case? Well, it is so that God's will would be done. The people 
to whom Jesus was a secret or uh, was hidden from, these were people who uh, had hearts that were able to be hardened to the degree that they would even crucify him, which of course was God's plan that Jesus would be someone who would be crucified. Um, that was the purpose of why Jesus was revealed only to a few and not to, to all people, so that God's sovereign or overarching plan uh, could be worked out. So that's the first point, that Jesus was revealed to a few during his earthly ministry. The second point is, and this is what I really want to focus upon, it's the major point I think that's relevant for this passage, Jesus is being revealed to many. And this has been since his resurrection, and it has been through the proclaiming of the kingdom of God. We see this again in verses 21 and 22. And he said to them, Is a lamp brought in to be put under a basket or under a bed and not on a stand? For nothing is hidden except to be made manifest, nor is anything secret except to come to light. Now, this idea of Jesus being a lamp, which we've already touched upon, is a very interesting one. A lamp stands for God in the Old Testament. I wonder if you knew that, that the idea, the concept, the image of a lamp was standing or representing God in the Old Testament. And Jesus is a lamp and he is to be a lamp uh, upon a lampstand. He is being made manifest. He is being brought to light. Uh, and this, of course, shows that Jesus is someone who is very special uh, in that he is God. Uh, and secondly, that he is upon a lampstand, which I think is indicating that he is supreme over everything. So this is an extraordinary couple of verses here that helps us to be able to see just how magnificent Jesus Christ actually is that he is someone who is God and also supreme over everything. Since the resurrection, Jesus is being revealed more clearly and more extensively so that people can believe in him, so that they can receive the forgiveness of their sins and so that they can have eternal life. And this is truly wonderful news. It is the good news of the gospel that since his resurrection, he is being revealed to many people. That is his desire. That is his father's desire. It is a wonderful, wonderful truth that Jesus at this very moment is being revealed to the many. He is being revealed to vast numbers of people. And this is through the proclaiming of the kingdom of of God so that people can believe in him, receive the forgiveness of sins. And we all need to be forgiven for our sins. There isn't uh, you know, a certain class of people who haven't committed sin. And then the rest, uh, in fact, we are all in the same boat. We are all people who are sinners. That means that we have done the wrong thing by God. We have rebelled against him. We have rejected his lordship, his authority over our lives. We've fallen short of living for his glory. We've done the wrong thing. We are all, by virtue of being human, we are all in this particular boat and in our 
are in a very dire situation if we don't do anything about it because one day we will have to account for that sin and there will be a penalty that we will have to pay. But what we learn in the message of the gospel, the message of Christianity, is that we can be forgiven for our sins. And when we are forgiven for our sins, that's just wonderful news. It's the best news because we know that our relationship with God is made right. It's restored. We have fellowship with him. It's a wonderful, wonderful privilege. And of course, a privilege that continues on, a relationship that continues on um, into eternity. It's what we call eternal life. It's life forever with God. Now, the resurrection was the, that is of Jesus Christ, was the turning point between Jesus being hidden and Jesus being openly declared to the world. It was a very significant turning point. Interestingly, as Jesus shines as a lamp revealing the kingdom of God, Jesus also reveals the condition of people's hearts. So as Jesus shines as a lamp, as, as he emits light, uh, what that light also does is it shows up people's hearts, the condition of people's hearts, effectively where people stand in relation to Jesus, whether they're with him or not with him, whether they're insiders, whether they're with him in that sense, or whether they're outsiders and they're excluded and not in a relationship with, with him. It's quite an extraordinary thing that happens as this lamp shines, as Jesus in fact shines. So I think that this whole point of Jesus being revealed to the many, and that's been taking place since the resurrection, uh, has three very important applications for our lives, some of which are just so pressingly relevant. For In fact, they're all pressingly relevant, but I'm going to speak about a, a certain circumstance in, with the third one that I think is for us to take particular note of, to apply right away uh, in terms of the circumstances we're in. So the first application I think that we can take from this point is that we are to be people who listen to Jesus. He is being revealed to the many. We are to be people who listen to him. We are to listen to his word. We are to listen to the message of the kingdom. We are to listen to him. Uh, this is a very important thing. In verse 23, we see this. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. Uh, interestingly, to hear is mentioned three times in verses 23 and 24. And when you just read through the scriptures, you see that this is just such an important link. It's, it's just critical for our relationship with God. We are to be people who listen to God. Uh, in this case, we're, we're told that we are to be people who listen specifically to Jesus, who is, who is his son, who is God as well. Uh, we are to listen. You see that throughout the Old Testament. Uh, we even see his father telling us that we are to listen to him. It's something that is a recurring theme throughout all of the scriptures, that we are to be people who listen to Jesus. Because by hearing, we are able to enter into the kingdom of God. It is by hearing the word. It is by hearing the, the message of the kingdom, hearing about Jesus, hearing about the gospel, that we are able to actually enter into that kingdom. Of course, it requires us to accept that message, to understand that message, um, but it's only through hearing that we are able to actually enter into that 
uh, into the kingdom and into that relationship with God. So it is incredibly important that we do listen to Jesus. And how wonderful it is just to note here in verse 23 that it is for anyone. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. It's just one of those just a marvelous picture of how desirous God is for people to come into relationship with him. It's open for people to be able to, to respond. So that's the first application. The second application that I think is very important is that we are to listen, but we are to listen with big ears. Christians are to be big eared, certainly in terms of their spiritual hearing, not talking about physical big ears. We're talking about spiritual big ears. And verse 24 shows us this point. I better prove this particular point for, for you from Scripture. Verse 24, and he said to them, pay attention to what you hear. With the message you, which well, I, with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. So with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. And still more will be added to you. And it does go on actually into the next verse, just for the first part. For to the one who has, more will be given. So picking up here on this point about with the measure that you use, it will be measured to you. Well, um, in the time of Jesus, if you could imagine someone going along and purchasing some grain, um, if you were to take a measure or some form of container, which is another way of uh, expressing the word measure, uh, if you were to take that along to a grain seller and pay your money, you'd be able to receive some grain and take that home with you. Now, if you came with a small measure or a small container, uh, you would only be able to receive a small amount of grain to take home with you. If you came with a large measure or a large container, you would be able to uh, take home more grain. And what Jesus is saying is that this is the same when it comes to actually hearing the message of the kingdom. The size of the measure or the container will be measured to you in terms of your hearing. So if you come with um, uh, a great desire to hear with big ears, wanting to hear more and more about Jesus and about the message of the kingdom, you will be someone who will be able to hear more and to be able to understand more. But if you're only going to listen in part, well, you would only receive the, the degree to what you put in. That's what Jesus is, is saying. So what we are to be is people who listen with a big measure in terms of hearing, a big container of hearing, which we should put better this way by saying, well, we should be people who listen with big ears to this message about Jesus. And that is the important point. So not only are we to listen to Jesus, we are to listen with big ears. But we are warned in verse 25 that not everyone will listen because that second part of verse 25 is um, uh, particularly making that, uh, that point. Um, so let me read verse 25. For to the one who has, more will be given. And from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. So for the person who um, does not listen, they are people who uh, won't receive. And in fact, what we are warned about is that what they have will in fact be taken away. 
So we are to listen to Jesus and we are to listen with big ears. But there is a third application here. And this is something that I think is very, very important. Not that the other two are unimportant at all, but I just think it's particularly relevant in the circumstances that we find ourselves in concerning COVID-19. Um, the point is, the third application is this, that we have a part to play in Jesus shining. Jesus is that lamp. He is on a lamp stand and he is shining. Okay, um, The message about him, the message of the kingdom is shining out to the many, that is to the world population at this present time and will continue shining out um, with this view to people listening um, until his return. Um, we'll speak about what happens afterwards in the third point. But we have a part to play in Jesus shining. And of course, this is through sharing the message about Jesus or proclaiming the message of Jesus. Now, what does it mean to share Jesus? Well, this could be just you speaking to your neighbor, your friend, your family member, some acquaintance, sharing Jesus, sharing what, who he is and what he has done. Uh, and perhaps also what that actually means for you. It might mean that you preach a sermon. Some of you may be people who do that or lead a Bible study or, um, or, or read the scriptures with people one on one. There are all sorts of opportunities for us to be able to share Jesus and to to proclaim him. Um, so that's what our role is. We are to be people who uh, play a part in enabling Jesus to uh, to shine because he is shining through the message about him being proclaimed by Christians, by his people actually sharing the message right the way throughout the world. So our role is very integral in terms of God's great plan. And I think that this is especially important right at this very time in terms of the terrible circumstances we find ourselves in, again, uh, but to a greater degree with the COVID uh, situation in New South Wales. Uh, what we have is a very dark situation for so many people. Uh, they are people who are living in darkness, in living in fear and uncertainty. Um, there's a great deal of anxiety. There are many people who do not know the light of Christ, have not listened to him yet, and are people who would be greatly helped by knowing this wonderful message of the gospel that we, through believing in Jesus, are able to receive the forgiveness of sins and have eternal life. So whatever happens, even if COVID does its worst, well, we know that someone has the forgiveness of sins and that they have eternal life. And in fact, they know that. What a wonderful, wonderful message that gives great security and great strength to the very depth of a person's soul. And I do think that we have a particular role, and I think there's a challenge here for us to be people who step up and do our part in or do our bit in terms of taking a role in enabling Jesus to shine into all of these corners, into all of these people's lives, whether that be through us picking up the telephone or arranging for a Skype or a Zoom or a FaceTime conversation and actually trying to share who Jesus is and what he 
has actually done for us. Are you comforted as a Christian? If you're a Christian, are you comforted by being reminded of the message of the gospel in these times? Well, I am, and I hope that you are as well. And that's certainly the, the great privilege uh, that we have as Christians to be able to draw upon the scriptures and the strength that they provide for our souls so that, that our souls are truly strengthened. We are able to be people who are at peace and still have joy in the midst of adversity. But the same could be true for the people who are not yet Christians. Um, and why not go and share this message? In fact, we are to be people who share this message. And as we share this message, we are light shining into their lives. So that's the second point, that Jesus is being revealed to the many. And the third point is, is that Jesus will be revealed to all. Uh, one day, Jesus will be revealed to, to all. And that will be when he returns, and that will be on Judgment Day. So three points there to help us to understand more about who Jesus is and what he is presently doing and what we have to look forward to.